Hello, everyone. Welcome to LJ Talks TV. I am your host, LJ Devsik, and we're joined by Jeff Groff. How are you doing today? Good, man. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. It's it's an honor having you, and I am doing awesome because I'm so excited to talk with you, the first stunt, man. So I have so much interesting questions. The the first one is, how have you been since COVID? Oh, man, it's been a whirlwind. Just I imagine, you know, just like you and, and everybody else in this crazy world right now, um, it, COVID's been, it, it's actually been a super, uh, super big blessing for me. It's kind of just drawn my family closer because going from show to show for like the last five years, it's just been super busy. And, um, you know, my wife and I got three little boys, so it's, it's been really killer. We've been able to spend a lot of time together. But then I just uh, started in August. I went away for a month on a show. And then uh, and then about two months ago, I left and I went um, for uh, I went to a trip uh, for Marvel uh, over to Thailand. So I just got back um, like four, four or five days ago. Wait, wait, wait. So, I know. OK, I know what it is. Miss, wait, Miss Marvel, right? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So were you you can't say much, but did you have a role or just pure stunts? Uh, yeah, just I was a double. I was one of the leads uh, for uh, a bad guy. I don't know his. Um, uh, trying to think of his his real name, um, but the the character name uh, was Adam, A D A A M. That's awesome. Is that like because like I know you're more stunt of the stunt side of the community. So like, what yeah. was that like being the actor for that film? Um. Well, it's. So it's, I didn't, I didn't play that. I just did. Uh, so it was big, there was a big second unit car chase and, uh, it, and basically I just, I did all the driving for the character Adam and, um, and then we just played, you know, we played some other roles. Thanks buddy. Uh, we played some other roles, um, just ND stuff, which is nondescript. And then, um, yeah, we just uh, had fun. That's awesome. So oh, I think my little, I think my little boy's coming over to say, Hey, yes. you want to say hi, buddy? Hit him on here. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey. <laughs> you're on the you're on the show how you doing buddy all right, all right buddy. go play your ipad <laughs> so you're you're a, so basically so you're a stuntman an actor yeah. and a stunt driver so yeah. how do you kind of get into the stunt world and specifically stunt driving because that's interesting like how do you get into that do you just like apply and drive on a track like i i don't know how yeah. is that what's the process yeah well the the driving the driving is is a is a just an off you know it's, it's just a branch of of that you know stunt um typically it's it's reserved for a lot of the the older guys are more you know um you know seasoned veterans guys that have paid their dues sort of you know pay their dues you know because typically when you start driving it's like you know you're not really hitting the ground anymore you're not really doing fights and and it's always better to be in a car because you know it's safer a little bit safer um in it like in the i guess in the sense of the word like nd like when you're just doing kind of like you know sort of you're not maybe not the lead car you're not maybe not the you know lead bad guy or whatever but you might be like two or three cars back or something like that and you're just creating some of the chaos that uh these guys have to weave through and and stuff so very precise work and, and it takes a, a skilled individual, but, um, but still there's, you know, stunt drive in the sense of where I'm at um, and how I got into that. I just became a stuntman and was right. It's just my story is it's kind of like the Hollywood story that you hear right place, right time. I was at a, a school soccer game and I ran into a lady and she happened to be an agent and she asked me what I was doing in my life. And at the time I was working at FedEx and I was just finishing up school. 
believe it or not, I was going to school to be a pastor. And, um, and so that drastically changed for me. Uh, it, but I just kind of grew up doing wild things. You know, I went um, pro and snowboarding when I was 16. I, I traveled the country and internationally um, competing in snowboarding, having a blast. Um, uh, mainly, I started because I lived in uh, upstate New York, South California, when I was and um, 19 and in 1999 and uh and then started my schooling there and then i got into stunts in 2005 as like started doing some background stuff and then uh like extra work and and then that's when i just made the jump um before i actually got my sag card which is the union card that you need to work with i got i auditioned for the water world show at universal studios and then that kind of helps with all the live stuff, you know, because a lot of a lot of the older guys kind of look down um, on live shows, some man, uh, just because it's I, I wouldn't necessarily say look down. That, that's a little bit harsh, but it just you're not viewed as like a, a, a film and TV guy like, you know, and that was kind of like an old mentality. But now it's like a lot of a lot of really good guys come and women come out of live shows and for me it was amazing because you can't let the crowd you know know that if you messed up and that's the thing it's like they only know you messed up if you tell them that you messed up with either your facial expressions or your body language or you stop or something like that so you know with 2,500 people in the stands you know multiple times a day you kind of learn that and it really did help help me with my fighting it helped me with my acting it helped me with auditions uh things like that and then I started a hustle. And when I say hustle, I would go out, send my, give my uh, headshot and resume to coordinators that were in town. And obviously you can't do that anymore because of COVID, but um, that's just the term that we use in the, in the TV world when you go out to, you know, kind of, you know, put your stuff out there. And um, that's kind of how I started. Um, and when I was younger, I was really, I was really big into cars. I apologize for my kids are close by, but um I was really big into cars and driving and stuff like that. I did just not really like anything professional, but I messed around with rally stuff. Um, and it wasn't, and I'm, this is like the, and I want to say rally cause it's not really rally, but it was like back road, uh, country driving in, in upstate. And we had an old like farm car that my grandparents had passed down. And I started driving when I was 10 and, oh, um, and that started really kind of, to like the the drive for that and by the time I was 14 I had my first ticket because I was driving my sister <laughs> to go visit that kind of just uh let the oh wait, wait did, yeah, can you hear happened? that just, was weird it, it, yeah the audio got oh, better it, uh, I don't know why oh my I think my bluetooth just my speaker just kind of uh, that was weird. Yeah, I think it transitioned. Um, I think it was your speak. It was coming from your speakers originally, and then it just cut to I don't know. Yeah, I'll just I'll leave them off um, as, as long as you can hear me. All right. Um, so anyhow, uh, so going back in, I just uh, kind of set the stage for me driving, and then as I paid my dues, not really necessarily paid my dues, but I started to get more experience, and I just started to get out there. My name was known. I had an extra bit of income. I started to spend my money back into vehicles and I got a 1997 BMW M3. Um, 
in 2011 and I started kind of to just get, I don't know, know, learn about it. I would say, um, learn about that side of driving and instantly like I was connected to drifting. And so that was kind of like my drive where I wanted to go with, with, uh, with driving. And, um, so then in 2012, I started building a car for competition and, and pretty much that's what sort of paved the road for me, um, in a semi-professional aspect, um, where I would just go out and, now a lot of the guys um, in the stunt industry—that's pretty much what they do. They go out and they drive, and and they we go out on a pretty regular basis. And you just you know slide your car around. You work on you know hitting precise points. You you know you work on things, but typically you just work on real good car control because once you can start to read cars and read the attitude and what a car's doing, you can kind of anticipate moves and things like that. And for film and TV, everything's fluid. Everything's always moving. So you need to be able to adjust if, you know, something doesn't look right or, or, you know, and somebody blows, um, you know, the, the barricades or the PAs, you know, you have to be able to shut the car down and kind of see everything and not just focus on what you're doing. So there's a, there's a bit that goes into it, but that's pretty much my simplistic story of, of how, how I got to where I am. And then just my driving and my style and all that, the, you know, a lot of guys, you know, I would say respect it and they put me in good spots. And now I just, um, you know, I, I look forward to the next call and, and go and have fun. That's awesome, man. And I don't know why, but I seem like you have, I assume, a nice car. Do you have any nice cars in your garage? Do you have any <laughs> drift cars? Yeah, uh, I used to. I used to have a lot more. Um, but, you know, with kids and stuff, I kind of just try to focus on you know, a little bit more of, of them and everything. Um, I have an F-250 diesel truck that I drive pretty regularly. And then um, the car, my race car is a 2011 BMW M3 chassis. And then it's has a Chevy uh, LS motor that's fully built. And then a NASCAR transmission, you know, full roll cage, fire suppression, all that. But it's, it's just set up for drifting competition and, you know, media stuff. So that's, that's my, uh, that's kind of my, my girl. She's not quite finished yet. Um, I've been in the process of building her, but, I had a Corvette that I built up um, a few years ago and I was using that. Uh, and so my BMW took a, took the back burner. Um, and then uh, before that I had a Ford Focus RS, which is the all wheel drive, um, you know, turbo four cylinder car. And, and that, that car was a lot of fun. And I just got rid of that last August. Um, but besides that, I just, I kind of let, the shows provide the fun vehicles for me. Cause I mean, they're so expensive. Like I, I wish I could, I could have had Ferrari, but I, I right. spend it on my racing career and just into my business. So I'd continue working. <laughs> and which one's your favorite, which car was the favorite one you ever owned? Like the one that you would never get rid of no matter what, or one that you had in the past that you love so much. You Like, so the favorite car that I've ever had. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Man, I tell you what, like, I really wish that I never got rid of the Ford Focus RS. Like, it yeah, was that just a car, car. That's probably the best. People say the, the Type R is the best, but I'm going to have to go with Ford. Ford, I like yeah. that one better. Yeah, well, it's just fun, man. Like, you know, it, it was, it's set up, like, you can, you know, you can press the drift button. It puts, like, I think it was, like, a 70-30 split or an 80-20 split to rear wheel, front wheel. It's oh. still pulled in the front, but, like, I could drift any on-ramp or off-ramp, um, you know, in that thing, and, 
I had so much fun. It was so quick. Like I got to really rail that car uh, a lot. And so I, I just, I miss it, but I've had a few diesel trucks and I'm like, man, I wish I wouldn't have got rid of that. But you know, now it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> do, do you slide the, the trucks as well? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. My, my kids love it. Like they, they'll go to the track with me and they love riding in the passenger seat. So anytime I have a private rental or, or it's a private event, you know, I'll strap them in and, and they have a harness and everything like that. Um, and they wear their helmets and stuff. And we just have a blast. It's fun. My wife did it. We I actually had a YouTube video. My wife does beauty stuff and, and she did this little beauty challenge where she had to put lipstick on while I was drifting. And, <laughs> and so, um, we did that a few years ago and, and it was, it went really well, but she had lipstick all over her face <laughs> and, and, and it was just, uh, it was a blast. And I was in my buddy's, um, crown Vic that, you know, was set up for stunts. And so it, it was a perfect car to do that. in, and we had a blast, but my wife gets into it every now and then too. <laughs> and do you feel like you're putting your life on the line when you do stunt driving or just driving on tracks? Do you feel like you put your life on the line for that? Um, I, I definitely would say that, um, there's, there's some, there's some gnarly scenarios. There's, there's definitely some really sketch. I would say, I never really question my life, but I always, you always play that, that card where innocent bystanders could, could get injured at any time, like extras, you know, um, you know, in, in the stunt coordinators and the second unit directors, they do a great job of making sure, but, but there's, there's always that chance, you know, if, if something breaks on the car, you know, like, you know, on fast nine, we're doing all these gnarly things and, and these scenes all over the world and you know is people can build you know it's like people can build these cars and they're amazing and they're amazing builders and i trust them with my you know it's like 100 percent of me and we put them through the paces but you just you never know you just you never know if something's going to break and so those are always things that you question but at the end of the day you you have to trust them just like they're going to trust you and so you go and you do your job 110% and you try to, uh, you know, protect everybody, but also just give the camera what it's looking for. And, and then, you know, everybody's happy. So I would never, I would, there's a few times where I've been really nervous, um, doing stunt work. Um, there was a show, a TV show that I was doing, um, Southland. Um, and that was back in, I don't know, six, seven years ago. Um, and I had to do this this little part where I was standing on a wall and it's, it was a kid that was that, that um, came out as being gay and he was bullied. And, um, and this was before it was real popular and big, but they did a, a story and it was, it was kind of a true story. He was, he was bullied and picked on and stuff like that. And they got the kids at school. It was a bunch of guys. They, they came, they put a dress on him. They put makeup all over his face. They put him in pigtails and stuff like that. And so when the cops got to him, um, he was standing on the ledge of this building and, and we were 100 and, I don't know, 170, 190 feet up straight down to the asphalt. And, um, and I had a, a, a line on me and some of the best riggers in the business I trust my life with, but it's just, you always question. It's like, you know, is that cable good? you know, is, is, is all the points great? Is, is the steel still strong? You know, it's like, you never, you just never know. But at the end of the day, you have to trust them just like they're trusting you to do your job. 
And so, um, you know, that's what I did. And then you have to make that leap. And I had to make that leap, uh, I don't know, probably 10 times, nine times. And it was, it was pretty, it was pretty sketchy just jumping out and then looking down at the pavement and then just waiting for, you know, the line to catch you every time. And, and so it was, it was, it definitely, uh, takes your breath away. The first few are the the gnarliest, then you just kind of get comfortable and then you just start doing it and you just don't question it. So it's kind of the same for driving. You know, just like you, the first one, it's like, I, I love it because that's where my adrenaline is. It's like my heart starts pumping. You're just like, all right, yes, Lord, here we go. And and you just go. And the first one's always kind of like the, you're kind of like your warm up. You know, you always play it like 50 to 60% on that first one. And then, and then you just, and then you just jam out and you just do it. <laughs> and I know with acting, you know, people will go on forever, but first stunt, like stunt driving, being a stunt double, like, is like, how long do you plan on, going that route as a stunt person because i know like you know we all get old and like yeah if you're if you're 60 are you going to be doing this yeah yeah absolutely there's there's guys like there's some of the best guys that i've worked with like henry kinji um he's you know he's been on almost all the fast and furious i mean he's he's in his i think he's in his 70s now and he's i mean it just depends on obviously your mental capacity what happens to you as you age you know some people stuff happens to earlier you know because of their dna and their genetics but yeah at the end of the day i'm going to keep doing it um for as long as i can and i'm going to keep investing into my into my career and myself so that i can continue to do that you know so um, as long as I'm healthy, I try to take, you know, good care of myself, eat right. Um, and, and so, you know, you go from there and, you know, see what happens. <laughs> yes. And like, so you're in fast and furious. Like now I'm going to ask you questions about your, what films you worked on. So first I'm gonna start with, you know, the fate and the furious or fast and furious. What was that like? Cause that's probably fast and furious. Like, of course it's going to be crazy. So yeah, what was that like? Um, so Fast 8 uh, was my first introduction to the Fast franchise. Um, I had worked really hard uh, to get in there. And these, these guys, like, I've looked up to my, my whole career. And then, believe it or not, the Fast and Furious movie was the first movie that I saw when I came to California. I was in, I was in, um, I was in college and Bible college at the time. And I went and I saw that movie. And I was like, man, I had this Toyota Camry that I just drove across from, from Florida um to to uh, california and i'm like man you know i was like rum, 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 you know thinking and i was all like paul walker and something on my way home <laughs> from the movies, just like everybody did you know and and i was like man that is awesome and of course you just i was just like every other american thinking that that stuff is real like real life i didn't even right. know that that was a job until that the lady that i met back some 14 years ago 15 years ago um, I never knew that stunts was, was something that you could do to get paid. I thought people, guys did it for fun. You know, it's like, man, I didn't know <laughs> you could do that. So anyhow, um, it's kind of like what set the tone for me. And then when I got on, it was like, it was a huge, huge honor. I was honored that I was brought in and, and I wasn't just brought in when I first came on the first part of the movie, we were doing reshoots, uh, part of the reshoots. Um, some of the scenes that they realized that they didn't get when they were in Iceland, um, they reshot in Atlanta, Georgia. And so the, 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 I think it was German or, or was it Russia when they, 
Dom was driving the charger and uh, he had stole, he stole the EMP device. Right. And so he's busting through the gates in the charger in the snow charger. And he's going out to this submarine that has this EMP. Well, we reshot that whole sequence where Dom's coming through the gates, all the guys are shooting at him and all that stuff. And so that was my first welcoming. They're like, Hey, you're Dom. And I'm like, what? And so we went out and the coordinator, Andy Gill, who is a dear friend. And, uh, I, I just, I look up to him and love that family and all those guys, um, with everything of me. And he gave they put me right in the main seat, man. They said, Hey, here you go. And, and Andy did that because they, he saw my driving. He knew what I was able to do. And he just said that this is, this would be great for you. So <clears throat> I did that. And then I played some, um, I played some, some other spots, um, in, uh, just as like a German bad guy, we did some tunnel stuff and then we went up to, uh, to New York and we shot all the New York stuff. And, and that was just wild, man. Just driving the Dom charger across the Brooklyn bridge at like 90 miles an hour, having a helicopter trail alongside of you. I mean, it was just, it was surreal. It was, it was like a dream come true. And from that point on, it was like, it was, it was just amazing. So then to get the call, <laughs> hey buddy, go, go play. Okay. This guy's going to do some more stuff for a little bit. I'll be, I'll be done in a little while. Um, uh, then when fast nine came out, I was actually finishing up, uh, the last of season two of Magnum PI. Cause I double, I double Magnum, uh, and I do all the driving for him. And so I called them and let them know because they asked me earlier if I was available and they were just finishing up Thailand and they were moving to uh, Tbilisi, Georgia to do the, uh, the, the Tbilisi, Georgia sequence. And so I said, Hey, I'm just finishing up. I'll be wrapped up here, you know, and, and they said, Hey, okay, we're flying you out in a week. And next thing you knew, I knew I was on a plane and I was out to, I was out to Georgia and they're all now like dear family to me. It's like some of the, my best friends, um, you know, that I spend pretty much almost every day with and stuff like that. And so it's really been a really cool thing where the fast and furious like motto of like, you know, they're yeah, buddy. Um, you know, where they're like, they're all talking about family and, you know, Dom's always like me familia and all that yeah. stuff like that. And it really, it, it really has become, like the guys that work on that show and stuff like that, it really has become a family. And so it's really kind of cool, but fast nine is, I can't really tell you too much about it, but there's yeah. all the stuff that's on Instagram and their trailers and stuff like that. I would say, go check those out. Um, oh, yeah. You know, but if, if some of your viewers haven't seen it, I would say, you know, direct them towards there because they do a lot of the major sequences on there. Um, I doubled Dom for uh, a good bit of it. I also, I played all of um, his brother's, uh, Jacob's role, um, in the, in the orange Supra. And, um, I did a, I did one scene, um, where Han comes or Han shows up or something like that. Um, yeah. I guess in there, but all that stuff is yet to be seen and all that. Yes. So June 25th, go check it out. I yes. definitely guarantee you won't, uh, won't, <laughs> you won't want your money back, but, uh, it will be action packed for sure. And did you work with John Cena? Cause I know he was. Uh... Uh, yeah. So John Cena is, is Jacob. That's his character. Oh, that's, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So in, in the film, you'll, I mean, you'll like, if you look on it, it's, if you go to IMDB or anything, you'll see that's Jacob. 
But um, so that's the, that's the great part. Like sometimes we do have actors with us and sometimes we don't, especially when you're doing a lot of the action sequences, at least on fast, because it's so, it's just so in depth and there's so much going on on second unit. We rarely have the actors there. They're, they're always on first unit doing all the acting stuff and doing all the green screen stuff. So all the stuff that we do in cars, we'll do, you know, take after take after take, and then we'll do something what's just called uh, an array pass. And it's a vehicle that has, uh, uh, man, which seems like 40 cameras all the way around it, all the way. And it's, so it's, it's mapping out the whole entire, and you do the same run that you did when you're doing your stunt, you do the exact same run in that. And then the actors, then that plays on the green screen behind the actors or around the actors while they're doing. And so it pretty much shows like they're, they're doing the sequence. And so they, they can form their acting around it. They can, you know, they get their emotions. They, everything comes from, from the, that array pass. So they can kind of mimic your, what you did in the vehicles. And so, for, for those films that you mentioned and shows and stuff, is the pay rate good for stunt people or is it like kind of low? Like you think they're underpaid? Cause like, I never, I know actors get a good decent amount of money, but I know stunt people, like, I don't know nothing about that. So, well, it's, it's just set by the union. It's a union rate. Um, so it's a, it, I would say that it's, it's decent. I mean, I would say for, for, you know, for some things, I think, you know, it should be more. And I think maybe for some things it should be less, you know, but, but at an overall, the fact of the matter is, is that you're a professional, you know, you're, you come highly recommended. It's just like, if you had somebody come work at your house, you know, it's like, you wouldn't want Joe Schmo, you know, building your chimney or building your foundation, you know, you're going to want the best, of the best. So you're going to have to pay a little bit more. So I think for the guys that maybe are the, are the upper echelon and the guys and females that, that are, you know, highly recommended or have a great track record or whatever, you know, maybe their scale should be bumped, bumped up. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it is a great profession. We're out there, you know, putting our life on the line, you're risking other people's lives, you're doing things, but it is, it is, um, you know, it's very safe at the other end of that too. So it's, it's just, I, th- I think pay, I think pay is, is, is okay. I think it can always be better, you know, and for other things, I think that we're overpaid, but, um, but I think uh, in a general scheme of things, I think, I think it's okay. I think it could be, you know, I'm kind of flirting with the line there, but I think it could be better for some of the stuff that you do. I think it should be negotiable, just like actors, like they, they negotiate their rate or certain productions, um, you know, they come on at scale or whatnot. And then they have like what's called a back end deal. So it's basically what, um, you know, how the movie does, if the movie does well, then you get a, you get a, you, it's basically like you get a bonus. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that might be something that down the road, maybe they offer for stunt people as well, but um, you know, but as a stunt professional, I, I think, I think we're thankful. And I think that, you know, we get to do what we love to do and we're honored to do it. So at the end of the day, work you know is working is working and that's all that matters <laughs> yes and with actors like you said like they get paid you know they could like figure it out and like a bunch of different actors they get paid like certain different amounts do some people get paid all the same exact money or is it like this person gets more this person gets less like is that how um, it works not necessarily uh, I, I would say generally yes uh it's it's a set it's a flat it's a it's a rate that we get paid per per eight hours, anything over eight hours. And that starts to increment, you know, it's like, 
Um, you know, it's like, just like at your job or, or anybody else's job, you know, time and a half, then you have double time, you know, and then there's also holiday pay. And there's also things like if, if, you know, like turnarounds, if you're not giving like proper rest time, then there's a, there's an a, adjustment for that, that they have to pay. So there's different little things that you can kind of, um, you know, I guess get into, but, but also, um, if you're a main double, let's just say I was, uh, I was Vin Diesel's double, you know, if I was his double and I've been in his contract or whatever, then my rate as Vin Diesel's double is not going to be the same as let's just say Jeff Groff's rate, you know, like normal guy that's coming on the show. It's because no matter what that guy's going to go wherever Vin Diesel goes or, you know, or, you know, whatever, I'm just saying fictitiously, I'm not Vin Diesel's double, but, um, uh, if, if that would be the only case where if you've been with that person and they'll fight for you, it's like some actors that I've worked with have like say, Hey man, you know, let's give them scale and a half or, or he's coming in and this is my guy. And if, if you don't give them double scale, then, then we're, we're not doing the show. It's just, it's all about the actor that you're doubling. Yeah. That's going to, or you can request, you can request a higher scale, but then you're also risk losing the job, you know, cause sometimes productions won't pay it. But if you've been doubling a guy for a while and you've done really good work and you have really good relationship, then that, that actor will most likely fight for you and be like, no, that's my guy. And, and he, if he does a show for time and a half or double time or, or, I mean, double scale or whatever, then, you know, we're giving them double scale, you know? So it just depends. <laughs> it's a hard question. Cause yeah. you know, I come in normally at scale. Um, there's been a few times where I've gotten more, but Typically, you just you go in as what we what, what's set up by our union as our day rate, you know, or our weekly rate. And do you get respected when you're working on these films, or do the directors teach treat you like uh, like, hey, go to stuff, go do it? Like, are they like pushy about it? Or are they ni- are they like nice to you? That's a that's a that's a very general question. Some some directors and some uh, productions, I mean, absolutely honor the stunt community, and they know what we bring to the table. Um, and they treat you like you're, you know, number one on the call sheet, you know, which is like the lead actor, you know, they, yeah. they, they respect you. And, and then also there's a lot of, there's of the other side of it that they treat you just like you're an extra, like your background, you're nothing, you don't, you don't bring anything to the table. You're just part of the, the, the show and the show must go on. So, you know, we really don't care. Um, but then sometimes when there's a gnarly stunt or something like that and you do it and you nail it then they're just like, whoa, that was amazing. It's just because their perception and, and what they view action as isn't what isn't reality. And then when they see it in reality or, or maybe they're jaded or they had a bad experience with a stunt person in the, in the past or, or production or something, you kind of have to break through those barriers. Um, some guys deal with it. Some guys don't. And at the end of the day, I'm there to do a great job and I don't care who it's for. If you hire me, I'm going to give you the same job as if, if it was my best friend that hired me just because one, it matters to me the most, that's my name. And then that work's going to live on, you know, for, for longer than I'm going to be around. So, you know, at the end of the day, I try to do 110% no matter what. So that's just kind of big. my, my life model, regardless of what I'm getting paid. It is what it is, you know. Oh, 
Guys, yeah, he's getting. I'm gonna have a Jolly Rancher while he. <laughs> Sorry, so, my wife had a client come yeah. over. What type of dog do you have? What I have a, a female Doberman Pinscher, and then I have two miniature Pinschers. Holy! See, I just have a Chihuahua, so that they they sound like manly barks. They sound aggressive, so I was like, oh yeah, God. she she definitely she, her bark is her her bark is pretty gnarly, but at the end of the day. It's like, if you come to our house, it depends. Like she'll get really aggressive at first, but then like, she'll just be like, kind of like nudging up next to you. And I'm like, you're not an attack dog. Like, what are we, what are you doing? <laughs> I feel like for the people that are going to try uh, stealing from your house one day, they're going to, their dog's going to kill them. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So back to the stun, stun man stuff. Um, when you, do you, do you get the script for it? Or do you just go to like, Hey, I have a job for you. The, the, Agent gives you the description and then you just go, right? Or is um, it like, yeah, typically how it works for stunts is, is you'll get a call from the stunt coordinator or the assistant and they'll say, Hey, um, Hey, you know, are you, are you in town? Are you available for these days? And then they'll say, okay, like I just got a call yesterday and, and they're like, Hey, this actor requested you on the show. Um, these are the dates. Are you available? And I'm just like, and then you always, sometimes some coordinators, they're just so busy. They don't tell you what the guy or what, what the stunt is. And, and this one did. And he's like, yeah, Hey, it's a stair fall. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. And, and then I'm like, I'll see if I can, if I can make that. And if I can't make it, you know, then I, I will replace myself with somebody that I, that's my similar size and, and look, and then the production's happy. So that's pretty much how that goes. But sometimes you'll get a description of it. Sometimes you won't. And based off of the coordinator, you say, yay, you say yes or no. Um, I'll normally always say yes um, if it's certain people that call me, but if it's other, like a guy, maybe I don't know, or I don't work for a lot, then I'll always ask for like, Hey, what's, what's the stunts? Like, what are, what are we doing? How long, you know, like, is it days or is it nights? Cause all those things factor into your decision of whether or not you want to endure that, that kind of torture. <laughs> yes. And the final question before we wrap the interview, um, where do you see yourself being, let's say, 10 years? What do you want to accomplish left in your life? Oh, man, so much, dude, to be honest with you. Um, I think I got uh, a lot of life to, left to live. Um, I'm, I'm kind of in like the, just starting the golden, I would say, the golden years of, of my career. I just turned 40 this year. And oh. so um, I'm, I'm stoked to, you know, to continue moving up the ladder in my business. Um, there's a lot of things that are changing in our union in our work right now. So it's tough to say where I see myself in 10 years, but I would say um, I'm super addicted to vehicles. Uh, I mean, it's one of the things that I, I, I love the most on this world um, besides, you know, my family and my faith, but um, cars and bikes are kind of like my, my, my work, what I do on a regular basis. So um, those two things, I, I, I want to, I don't know, I would say I want to continue to do that, but I want to also shoot for some other things. I might, I've been working on some like world record stuff that I've been kind really? of tossing around um, for some vehicle stuff, but 
it doesn't really pay. It, it's more of like you, it's all a sponsorship thing. Yeah. And so you, you, it's a lot of legwork for a very small, you know, outcome like, yeah, like if you get it great, if you don't, then you flop and it is what it is. But there's some other things that I have in the works that I can't really talk about right now, but, but um, I would say that I'm going to keep, I'm just going to keep marching forward, man. Yes. And, and, uh, and, and try to just, I don't know, do the best that I can, but also just keep continuing to raise the bar for the younger guys that come up that, that say, Hey, you know, we heard the stories of the older guys, the legends that I've heard the stories from that have that pushed me to where I am. But then I also, I want to raise the bar for the younger guys that are coming up after me that, that like, hopefully my, my attitude, my demeanor on set, you know, how I interact with people, um, things like that. Like, you know, I just want to set the bar high and just be like, Hey dude, this is, this is an honor. We get to do this for work. We have fun. Um, you know, we get paid pretty well and, and you also need to be, you know, you need to be the best of the best. And so I think that's just the the drive that I have. And that's, you know, that's what I keep investing into myself. So I think 10 years from now, I hope to be way better than I am right now. Yes. <laughs> Um, actually, I would just like to say thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. It was an honor talking to you. You're a stunt man, so I learned so much. I just want to say thank you for that. And thank you man. for coming on the show. And guys, follow him on Instagram. And what else do you want to promote? Do you have anything you want to promote? Oh, yeah, no, Instagram is great, man. Um, yes. I don't really, I try not to, there's so many of them nowadays. It's like I, Instagram seems to be great. I kind of mix my personal and my business together on there. It's just at Jeff Groff Action. And, uh, you find me there and I post stuff, you know, the shows I'm on, I try to do some little sneak peeks and stuff like that, but, um, you know, it'll be fun. Uh, and then just stay tuned, man. See fast nine, June 25th. Yes. Won't disappoint. Yeah. Other than that, uh, Miss Marvel will be coming out at the end of the year. Yeah. And then another uh, movie that I just worked on, uh, panic, uh, is going to be on Amazon, Amazon prime here real soon. Got to check that out. We did a really oh, yeah. big car chase in that one as well. So some good stuff coming out. Thank you, Jeff. And everyone, thank you for watching this interview and see you guys soon.